message for us. Thank you, dear Lord. As we speak and listen to your word, Father, we ask that in your mercy, you will reach us. You will meet us at our points of need. You will set us moving in the direction in this brand new year and granting us all that we need to live, to survive, to make exploits for you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. The, the message for today is taken from the book of Hebrews. That's what we have in our program. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Shall we turn to Hebrews 10, 38? And I'll read it. Now, the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Amen. And this is also the theme for this year, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Father God, I ask that you give us utterance. And I will speak unto your people today, your total mind, on this matter. And we shall be really blessed, not only at this beginning of the year, but to the end of it and beyond. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the just shall live by faith. It's a very big topic, but the Lord will help us as we go. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you go beyond 38... You have very important matters there. Verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. The background is that things can get rough. And that is the truth. Nobody should deceive himself or herself. There are times when things will get rough. When things will get bad. When the environment will be very toxic. When there could be even persecution. 
when there could be hardship. Sometimes it's even judgment from God. But the Lord gives assurance in the words that we have read that the just shall live by faith. There are people who will draw back at such times. There are people who will faint at such times. But this passage also tells us we are not of those who draw back unto perdition. Hallelujah. We are not of those who fail, who succumb, who lose their faith, and who perish. No. We live. And we live by faith. Hallelujah. We are those who believe to the saving of our soul. I want us to look at some passages in the Bible quickly where this theme has been recorded. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, the Bible puts it as a very important statement. But that no one is justified by the law. In the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Let us go to the next for want of time. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. Shall we say it together? The just shall live by faith. So this is a very important principle. A very important Statement from God that we must know about and hang on to. The third passage is from the prophecy of Habakkuk, chapter 2. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4. Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. In the message today, I see it as our task to try and let us meditate or study, or look at the key words, the just, and faith. And let's begin with Habakkuk, 
the one we read last. I find the prophecy of Habakkuk very interesting and challenging. If you look at Habakkuk chapter 1, from verse 2, he says, O Lord, Habakkuk was talking to God, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Habakkuk was a man of God and he lived in Israel as a child of God at a time the sin of the Israelites and their refusal to repent and turn to God, their sin had reached a point where God had decided that there would be judgment. And let us learn from this in our own generation for today. God is a holy God. God is a God of justice. He does not ignore sin. When he says, this is the commandment I've given you, and you keep your eyes open and commit an offense, refuse to obey that commandment, God is not happy and he doesn't overlook. There's no need stressing that matter. We know it from the time of Adam and Eve. You shouldn't touch this fruit. Don't eat it. And they did. Judgment was immediate. Unfortunately, they didn't appeal to God for mercy. And God acted immediately. But God in his mercy, as we have said over and over, knowing that the punishment of Adam and Eve will mean so much for all the generations of man. He made a remedy. He provided a solution. But that solution entailed suffering for somebody. The Bible says that the soul that sinned shall die. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And that is still the commandment till today. Despite the grace of God and the mercy of God and the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ, those laws are immutable. That the wages of sin is death. So for our sin, someone has to die. And we remember it right away. That that was what took Jesus to the cross. Because when we sin, we should die. I should die for my sin, you will die for your sin. If you love me and we went to the cross, you will die, but you are paying for only your sin. But what took Jesus to the cross is that a lamb will be slain and sacrificed. But that lamb will not be a goat or a cow or pigeon. It has to be a human being. And unfortunately, no human being was qualified to pay for the sin of others. And that's why Jesus had to take our place and went to the cross 
Because at the time he was on the cross, Jesus was man. He qualified. And two, Jesus had no sin of his own to pay for. And so in dying, he could say, Lord God, I'm bringing my blood for the sake of man. Forgive them. And that was precisely what he did. And we know that thereafter, God is able to forgive us. But he has not forgiven all human beings just like that. Each person must look unto Jesus. Each person must do what? Look unto Jesus and be saved. Each person must say, Jesus, I know you are Savior. Be my Savior. And then, God will forgive. Hallelujah. In Habakkuk, we see people of God. They were being punished. They were being being killed. And it was because God permitted it as their punishment. And it wasn't enough. God has also planned. And that is in his own justice and holiness. That they will be carried away to another land. By the Chaldeans. Habakkuk knew this as a prophet. Amos knew it as a prophet. And others. And what Habakkuk was worried about is. Why will it be the Chaldeans. Coming to punish us. He didn't like it. And he went to God. And said God. You are a holy God. You are righteous. You don't countenance. Injustice. How is it that heathens, wicked people, are going to be alive and punishing your own people? That was the burden of Habakkuk. If you look at Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 1, it said the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. But he went to God in humility and talked to God. He said, God, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. These are things that will happen to the Israelites. In other words, Lord God, we know we are bad, but won't you do things differently? God didn't answer him. He went away. And the Bible says we are going to skip those ones to save our time. Habakkuk went again and said, I will go back to God and see whether he will tell me something. Hallelujah. And he was able to appreciate from God some visions 
He didn't give us the detail of the visions. But he was able to appreciate that one, the judgment of God will come upon the Jews. And number two, in God's own holiness, there will also be judgment upon that country, the Chaldeans, that are implementing the punishment. But as a prophet, he has something to say to his people. Evil is coming. But listen, those of you who are righteous, the just shall live by his faith. Hallelujah. So this passage, the just shall live by faith, is there for all times to remind us that evil can happen. A country can run into trouble. The priest who was praying this morning at intercession, Daddy Dr. Summers, he said, if you ask him, this country is due for judgment. That's what he said. And many people who are knowledgeable like him will agree with him. God is a God of judgment. Let's not deceive ourselves. Things are hard now in Nigeria. I'm not a prophet of doom. But as of today, January, there is no solution in view. There's nothing telling us as human beings that in February, you suddenly find our rights will become cheap. That Gary will be easily affordable. That every family in this country can start eating three times a day again. The trouble has already started. But today, if it were Habakkuk the prophet, his messages don't faint. If you are the righteous of God, if you are the just, you will still live. Despite the problems, you will live by your faith. Hallelujah. That's how Habakkuk presented the just shall live by faith. Let's take the fourth passage from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, part of the lesson we read in this church this morning. I will read it. Let me start from verse 37. For yet a, a little while, and he who is coming will come, and will not tarry. That it says, Now the just shall live by faith. And then he warns, But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And then good news, verse 39. We, children of God, we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe, who exercise faith, who live by faith to the saving of our souls. Hallelujah. The just shall live 
by faith. I try to look a bit at the original languages. I know the original languages for the Bible. In the Old Testament, you're talking of Aramaic or Hebrew. And the New Testament was written largely in Greek. And you find that these concepts have been there from the beginning. Praise the Lord. In the Old Testament, you read passages like Proverbs 10.7, that the memory of the just is blessed. And in so many other passages in the Old Testament, you see the just. The word just in the Old Testament, that is in Hebrew, is sedig. Sedig. The just. It speaks about the righteous. About those who are right with God. People who are altogether just. Yes. And you turn into the New Testament. The word just, you find it all over the New Testament. And in Greek it means dikaios. Dikaios. In Greek. That is the righteous. The holy. The elect. The innocent, the just. So God is saying that the decaios, the righteous, the holy, the innocent will live. And they will live by their faith. No matter what is happening around them, no matter the difficulties that could arise, even as a result of judgment for sins, as a judgment for corruption, as a result of promoting evil. You see a man who is a thief, you give him titles. You see a man who is wicked, killing, you hail him. It doesn't matter to you how somebody has arisen, to build big houses, to ride big cars. You just hail him and hail his car. How did he come by it? And that's the way it is in Nigeria. You can be a thief. You can be a drug dealer. You can be a murderer. You can be anything bad and everybody knows this guy is a bad man. And in Nigeria, he is given authority. Go and become a judge. Go and become a professor. Go and become a leader. All kinds of things in the country. And how do you make progress in a country like that? I'm not here to say that judgment has come. But it might well be that judgment has come. Amos, when he was picking up the issue of impending judgment, what he did was to go asking people for repentance. It looks like that's still the way we should follow. That the Lord will have mercy upon this country. In Second Corinthians, the Lord says, 
that if a country repents and call upon God, he will heal their land. Let's continue. We who are here, we are the righteous under God. Let's not give God rest. Let's keep asking for mercy. Praise the Lord. There's nothing God cannot do. There was a time in Israel when things were so bad, women were eating their children. But in no one moment, by the mercy of God, something happened. And the prophet told them, by tomorrow, something like saying, a bag of rice will cost ten naira. Bag of rice, 50,000, 60,000. He declared tomorrow, not one month's time, it will cost 10 naira. They thought he was a madman. The following day, there was food everywhere. God can still do it. And let's pray for his mercy. In the name of Jesus. To blame God is to show lack of knowledge of who God is. Is to show disrespect for God. That was part of the problem of Adam. You did something terrible. And God confronted you. We are running away. And when he caught up with you. He said I messed up. Because of this woman you gave me. Don't you understand the meaning? I messed up. Because of what you gave me. In other words, you are responsible. It was too bad. And somebody will say, why didn't God show mercy? Is that how to show mercy? You've done something wrong. This is a time our country that has done wrong should arise more than ever. Let's not stop. I'm aware that in this country, we have prayed, we have fasted for this country. God has been hearing our prayer, so. Yes. Why are we still at peace? Does it make sense? There was a time in this country when it was like you wake up one day and hear that some hooligans have taken over Asorok. And the man there will just walk away. How many people heard of that? Yes. It didn't happen. Why? Because everything was set for that to happen. People down here had no people in the upper echelon of security services. Those in charge of security in this country could gather and hold meetings in their own vernacular. But here we are today. Many of those people have been chased away. God has been hearing our prayers. Let us continue to pray. In the name of Jesus. I didn't know I would go this way actually. Because I have come to talk about our theme. But our theme also is for the new year. And we have to declare that God is good though. And that whatever evil we find ourselves in. It's not of God's making. He's not the one to blame. But we who are children of God, 
no fear. We will move on. We will, we will live. We are not going to collapse. We are going to live by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The just shall live by faith. The issue of just being just is key to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember that from Isaiah's time and even earlier, like in Isaiah 64 verse 6, the Bible declared that our righteousness are like filthy ranks. It's a very terrible statement. You know, all the things we are doing and bragging in our hearts that we are wonderful people. We've done this, we've done that. He didn't say they are like rags. He said they are like what? Filthy rags. It's not just rags, but rags that are filthy. So that's how our righteous. So how then do we qualify to say we are going to live by faith? That we are the just. Habakkuk did not have all those details. But in the New Testament, God revealed his plan. Hallelujah. He created us good. The devil created confusion. And the devil is under punishment. But again, he redeemed us. And he has his plan for us to be able to say we are just. Hallelujah. But you don't really strike your hand on your chest. <laughs> Nobody boasts. It is the work and mercy of God that we are just. Hallelujah. It is God that grants us justification. I want to discuss this a little bit because if at the end of the day I don't realize that I qualify to live by faith. If you don't realize that you qualify to be called the just and that you can live by faith, then you have no benefit. But we want to say that by the grace of God, we Christians are the just. We shall live by faith today and tomorrow in the name of Jesus. It is God that grants us justification. In Romans chapter 5, 1 to 2, the Bible says that being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Yes, it's on the screen. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I found it interesting as I was preparing for this message to find out those two words are related. The just will live by faith. But they actually become just by faith. You become just not by your works, but by faith. And then we live by faith. Hallelujah. God brings us justification. In Galatians 2.16, the Bible says we are justified 
by faith. And then we are going to read Romans chapter 3, 24 to 25. We say all this so that if you are here in this church, or you are listening to this message online or elsewhere, you should know that every one of us can become the just. If you have not attained that status, the just, by the mercy of God, you can do what you are supposed to do and become justified by God and live by faith. Hallelujah. Romans 3, we start from 24. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We go on. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by the blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. This is the summary of the gospel actually. God in his grace his favor he's granting us unmerited favor we don't deserve it but in his grace he gave us justification freely. It's not by works. It's not even by keeping the Levitical laws in the Old Testament. No. It is his grace. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We won't go into that in detail. Because we all know that Jesus went to the cross. Voluntarily and died and saved us hallelujah and we see that it's a gift as we find in john 3:16 a gift designed by the almighty god who also is the creator and the eternal judge he chose to do it john 3:16 that god so loved we human beings that he gave. He didn't give just anybody a slave or something. He gave his only begotten son for a purpose. He will die on the cross. And that those who believe in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. That is the basis for our becoming just. That is the basis for are becoming righteous it is the gift of god because we have believed in jesus we have received him as lord and savior we say we are born again but born again is true but there is a status you are now occupying because you are born again you are now the just you are now righteous 
because of Christ. And you are now entitled to the immunities, the rights and privileges that appertain to being just, being righteous, being a child of God. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. So those of us here today and those listening who have been born again, don't allow the devil to put condemnation on your head. Always stand your ground. Stand by faith and live by faith. For there is no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ. Hallelujah. And Second Corinthians 5.17 All things have passed away. The life of sin including the guilt, the evil we have been doing, they've passed away. In the court of heaven, you are a brand new man. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. I'm deliberately emphasizing, because until I come to this understanding, and stand on this status, that I'm a child of God, I'm a brand new man. I have been justified by God. I am righteous by the message of the work of Jesus Christ. Then I can look at the, the devil in the face and say, Get you behind me, Satan. I can look at difficult waves and storms and say, I am a child of God. I will live by my faith. I will make it. I will still make exploits. No matter what is happening in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to emphasize that the life we have in Christ is a life of faith. That's a way to summarize it. It's a life of faith. Faith in Jesus who saved us. And faith in the word of God, faith in the promises of God, and that's how to live by faith. You acquaint yourself with the word of God. You know the promises of God that are in his word. We hold on to them and we live by them. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. To be successful, we must walk by faith. And may God help us in the name of Jesus. We told the story of Peter, our much, much senior and dignified holy brother. He looked on Jesus and started walking on water. Then he looked away. His faith failed. And he started sinking. But fortunately, he had the wisdom to call on Jesus immediately. And he was saved. Hallelujah. We will keep looking unto Jesus. That was the message last Sunday. We will keep looking unto him. The author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. This is very important. The righteous will live by faith. That's where we are. 
Let's say a few things about faith very quickly before we begin to do the concluding application. Faith, believing in God, believing in His Word, trusting God, being ready to hang on to what the Lord is doing. And faith is also there in the Word of God from the beginning. Oh yes, it was there. When Habakkuk said in the Old Testament, the just shall live by faith. The word he used in the original language was emouna. Emouna. It's about faith. It's about stability. It's about truth. It's about trusting God. Oh yes. That is it. And in the New Testament you find faith everywhere. Faith in God. Faith as fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Faithfulness and powerful faith that moves mountains as the gift of Holy Spirit. Faith as what we need to be saved. Faith. In Greek the word is pistis. And it's something we know. We must be people of faith. Because we are saying that we shall live by faith. What we are saying and what the Bible is teaching us is that because God has granted me righteousness because of Jesus, I should now know that I will live by my faith. And that is that I will put implicit trust on God and on the word of God. All kinds of lies will come. People will come with all kinds of teachings. They lace them with beautiful words and sound very brilliant and uh, intelligent. Who are you going to deceive? The people of God are also full of knowledge. Even the knowledge that comes from academics. What are you talking about? The truth is Jesus. The truth is the word of God. We hold it and we don't care what lies you are telling. We believe God. We exercise our faith in him. And we live by it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. Walking by faith. Not by science. Trusting the Lord. He will see us through. In the name of Jesus. As I have said, things could be rough, but we pray that things get better in the name of Jesus. But we are going to be making exploits for God. The other thing we want to add is that this faith and being justified, let's not just sit down and God will pour his righteousness and we just do whatever we like. No. I'm a child of God. You are a child of God. The Bible says we should work out our what? Our faith with fear and trembling. We should work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So there is responsibility. Responsibility of finding out what God wants me to do 
as we are saying yesterday. St. Paul did that when he was sore. He said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? Me, you, what is God asking us to do 2024? We are saved. We are just. And we shall live by our faith. We have responsibility to obey God and to follow him. And may God help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are people who have gone before us. I'm now in the final segment of this message. There are people who have shown that this statement that we find in the word of God is true. And that it works. Think of Father Abraham. Abraham, wonderful man. And I wouldn't take our time. But Abraham was a man of faith. Beginning with, he left his people in awe of the Chaldeans and entered the wilderness. And he was a wealthy man. Oh. He had cattle. In those days they had slaves. He didn't fear that some marauders would strike, kill him and carry his wealth. He just obeyed God. Because God had told him in Genesis chapter 12, leave your country, leave your family, and go to the place that I will show you. Wonderful man, Abraham believed. You see the way God does things. If Abraham had 12 sons, and Lot had 20 sons, and then they all moved to say, well, there was security, there was company. Abraham had absolutely no male child. He had absolutely no female child. He put his wealth at stake to believe God. Hallelujah. Man of faith. And at that time when Jesus had not come, God accounted that his faith for righteousness. Hallelujah. Responsibility. Take God for who he is and believe him. God will reward you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know that man on the cross. I find him extremely interesting. Do you remember? When Jesus went to the cross. Many of us I'm sure have thought about. It. How did that man manage to enter heaven? A minute to twelve midnight of his life. A man who was a criminal. Who was wicked. And he didn't deny it. You no, know, some people go to court. Lawyers will permit me to say. And the, the judge will ask, he said, I'm not guilty. This man said he was guilty. Just before he died, he went to paradise. How did it happen? I looked and looked at it. It's still part of consistency in the way God does these things. For today, in case somebody is struggling with sin, Struggling with unbelief. God can still save us today. In the name of Jesus. That man made the requirements in my own little way. One, he owned up to his sin. He owned up. He told his fellow sinner, Why are you talking like that to Jesus? Two of us, we are terrible wicked people. He owned up. 
but Jesus innocent. He saw Jesus, knew who Jesus was, and he owned up his sin and repented, or showed remorse. And then something very big. At a time where many people did not believe that Jesus is God or Savior, that man on the cross recognized that and declared it with his mouth when he said, Lord, when you go to your kingdom, remember me. He had by those statements said, Jesus, I know you have a kingdom. I know you are God. I know you are capable of saving me. But please, save me. That's all that Jesus required. And he gave him forgiveness. Immediately. Come to think about it. He became one of the first to enter paradise. After crucifixion. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. And that's final. Nobody can change that. Today, somebody can look onto Jesus and say, God, I've been trying, but I'm still messing up. I've been doing this and that, but each time I have fallen again. Have mercy on me. God does not change. He's consistent. He will tell you, come and rest in my bosom. I am here. For all those who are burdened, who are weary, who are heavy laden, come to me, I will give you rest. Isn't it what we find in Matthew eleven twenty-eight? It is. God is still saving people today who will join to live by their faith. Hallelujah. David and Goliath. Many people have said a lot of things about that stone he used. That it wasn't ordinary stone. But what we can say is, it was a stone cast by faith. He did not say, look, I'm bigger than Goliath. He knew that Goliath was bigger. But he knew that God, who gave lions and bears into his hands, faith, testimony will give this man, an unbeliever, into his hands. Faith, faith, faith. He acted on his faith. He didn't sit down and say, Goliath, start coming. Before Goliath had moved, David had moved. Before Goliath knew what was happening, he had cast the stone with his catapult. Goliath was down. And before Goliath could look for anybody to do cardiopulmonary resuscitation or anything, he had gone there and collected the man's own machete, his own knife, and did the clean job that saved Israel and promoted the name of God. Hallelujah. As Christians, we are going to make it by our faith, but we should put our faith to work. Students must read and read until you make sure you pass under God. Workers are going to do their work very well, meet the requirements, and be the first to get promoted. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't know what to do or say, 
to those who already are at the peak. There are some people here who are at the peak. Let's keep showing the love of God. Let's keep leading well in our various careers and professions. And God will continue to bless us in Jesus' name. There are many other examples. I will leave them and mention just one last one. And we are talking about those three Hebrew young men. Those men were amazing. Faith. And they lived. The person who was the emperor at that time, to kill people, he doesn't discuss it. He just will say, and the person is killed. And these three men said, we are not going to worship your whatever it is. It's an idol. And they said, if you don't, we are going to throw into fire. And to give them another opportunity, they kept them and did the signal again. And they still ignored them. They didn't worship the statue. And that's something they said. We are talking of faith. What is my faith like? What is your faith like? Those people's faith, we are not just the faith of, if I come to church, God will make sure my salary comes. If I come to church and attend the prayer meeting, God will see to it that my business is prospering. Those people say, look, king, with due respect, we are not going to worship your statues. We have a God who can save us. But listen, even if he decides not to save us, even if my business will not prosper, I don't care. I'm going to stick to his word. I'm going to live by my faith. My faith is in God. He is the Savior. They threw them into the fire. Those who threw them in perished. The, the, the fire and the heat was too much. But you see, God did something remarkable. And he's still doing it today. God left heaven and entered that fire. What was he doing there? I won't give you any answer. Because I have no clear answer. Except to tell you that what Jesus said in Matthew 28 is still true. He said, go and serve me. Go and make disciples of all nations. Live for me. Be the light of the world. Be the salt of the earth. I am with you always. Shall we say that together? I am with you always. At that time when everybody had abandoned those treasures, they are stupid. Just bow. You refuse to bow. Now you've been thrown into fire. What have you gained? The people said, we will obey God, life or death. God stepped in and told them, my sons, I'm here with you. Just no shaking. Hallelujah. Maybe the presence of God saw to it that heat became air conditioner. Nothing happened to them. Even the hair did not perish. Hallelujah. And God did it for another purpose. That hidden king, part of his repentance and transformation was that he saw a fourth person. 
he couldn't understand it. We threw three persons in, and I'm seeing the fault. And by God's revelation to an unbeliever, he said, that fourth person will be God. You get the point. And those people were brought out. And they now published that the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the real God. By their obedience, they, they brought the word of God to be preached through that other empire in a most powerful and convincing way by nobody else than the emperor himself. But Jehovah God is the true God. I want to round up by asking you, what are the challenges you are facing now? What are the difficulties ahead? Are you afraid? If you say you are afraid, I will not say anything bad about you. Because that's the way things are now. Oh yes. But hold on to this message today. The just shall live by faith. We shall live. We shall live. We shall live. And we shall live by our faith. Our faith in God. Our faith in the promises of God in the word of God. Because God will do what he says he will do. We are the apple of his eyes. He will protect us. Cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. He will supply our needs. God is our refuge and strength. He will defend us. He will defend us. He will protect us. God is Jehovah Rapha. Even if new virus rushes or whatever come and bring disease, God is our healer in the name of Jesus. Those of you who are working in hospitals, don't be afraid. God is with us. And God will see us through. In the name of Jesus. That is what the Lord is telling us as we enter this new year. Not just for the month of January. Throughout the year and beyond. Let us remember that God has said that the just shall live by faith. If you haven't read that stage where you see yourself as saved and justified and you are the just, today you can come out of that status and walk over and enjoy the beauty and the power of God. Shall we stand to pray? Begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. Are you among the just? Are you born again? Have you on your own? Not because your parents brought you to church. You've been a chorister. You've been boys brigade. You've been member of PCC in some places. You've been a son of a bishop or a priest. You are doing so many good things. Have you ever on your own 
consciously and deliberately told Jesus, I know you died for me. Forgive me. Give me a new life. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to be following you now. I want you to be my Lord. What you say is what we'll be doing. Have you told Jesus like that? He's waiting to hear from you. And then he'll be very happy to back you up. And you'll experience that beauty of the just living by faith. Can we be praying now very quickly before we'll soon round off? Dear Lord, help me. Increase my faith. You've said that faith, even when it's as little as mustard seed, it can move mountains. Help me, Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Father, help me this year and beyond to dwell on your word. Internalize your word. Know you better. Know your promises. Father, increase my faith. I'm going to live by my faith. This year, we will make it. We will make it big. Father, help me. If you want to say that prayer to Jesus today, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me and make me just. Can you raise your hand where you are? Just raise your hand where you are. It's between you and God. And we'll pray before I sit down. Lord, today, I'm coming to you. God bless you. I'm seeing that time. God bless you, both children and adults. Today, Lord, I've heard your word. I don't want to be among those who will perish. Because those who have not received you are under condemnation. Father, set me free from condemnation. I want to live a new life. Father, help me. Help me, Lord. As we sing this song, I want you to know that this is between you and Jesus. Jesus wants to give you a new life. He did that for me. I have decided. I love this song. Can we sing it, everybody? Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Yes, Lord. No turning Put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest where you are. This is very serious. And you're going to say this prayer if you want. It's not by force. But I advise you to say the prayer. And mean it. God will do something great in your life. Say after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. For saving me. I know you died on the cross. I believe you. Forgive my sins. Cleanse me from my sins. Let your blood wash me and make me clean.
Lord Jesus. Shout it. Lord Jesus. Come into my heart. And become my Lord and Savior. Become my Lord and Savior. Make me born again. Give me the power. To live for you unto the end. Thank you gracious Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And the church says, Amen. Now all of you, my dear children, brothers and sisters, some people will again discuss with you and pray with you. This is very important. We do this follow-up because many people want to follow Jesus, but the devil keeps confusing them. Your faith will keep growing, reading the word, attending the church, being active, being with brethren who have faith, you will not be corrupted. Let's get on with that. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your word that has gone forth. Help us, Lord, to walk by faith and not by sight. Grant us grace, Lord, to hold on to you. Help us to know indeed that we are saved, that we are just. And help us to exercise our faith. The faith we exercise unto salvation. And the faith we exercise in every situation to remain overcomers, to remain victorious, to remain successful, and to be making exploits for you. Thank you, Holy Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. And the church says, Amen. Amen.